Hi, welcome to the Savvy Social Podcast, episode 167. I am so excited for this episode with our account managers. As y'all know, I am super, super into helping give you all of the information you need to make social media simple and easy and fun. And today we're going to dive into how we do that specifically for our agency clients. So whether you're a social media manager doing this for your clients or you're managing your own social media accounts, I know you're going to find some extreme value in this episode. But before I dive in, quick reminder, we have a free course that is super juicy for you. It's got a whole social media strategy from start to finish so that you can go ahead and get started with your social media today. We even have some super cool bonuses in there, some done for you posts that you can just take and post. The caption, you could take it, post it. The graphic, take it, post it. We are literally giving you everything you need to jumpstart your social media strategy today. Get it for free at onlinedrea.com slash free. That's onlinedrea.com slash F-R-E-E. All right, I'm super excited for this episode, as I mentioned, because I can't believe it's been this long and I haven't had my team front and center on this podcast because I literally could not do my job without them. And so I'm really excited to have them on the show. So I have my account managers on the show. We're going to do something a little bit different today, a roundtable style interview where I'm going to bring them each on. We're going to talk about something that they contribute to our clients and really give you that behind the scenes version of what we do at our agency. Now, if you're wondering what the heck an account manager is, like Andrea, what do they do? They're really a social media manager. So they handle a lot of the day-to-day implementation that it takes for managing our clients' accounts. So they facilitate making sure that we have posts ready to go for our clients, doing things like hashtag research. They also liaison with our clients and make sure that the clients have everything they need. If we need a video, we get it to them. If we need to send them some posts to review, the account managers are doing that. So they really keep the trains moving when it comes to the agency side. So I'm really excited to bring their expertise to you today. So with that, first up, I have my OG account manager, Leanne. I'm going to pull her up. Uh, Say hi, Leanne. Hi, everyone. (laughs) I'm so excited to have Leanne on here first. Um, Leanne, what was the year that you first started working with me? I think it was 2016. So that's five years already. March, if I remember correctly. I started in March. March 2016. Wow. So you've been with us for a very long time. And where do you live? I'm from Manila in the Philippines. So far away. (laughs) Yeah. Leanne's literally on the other side of the world for me. Uh, But we work virtually together through the power of the internet. And one of the things that's interesting about the work that we've done together is that Leanne has seen the evolutions, both good and bad, (laughs) of a lot of the business. Um, and has helped us develop some of our processes, which we're going to talk about first. But a total side note is that I always tell people in interviews, Leanne, that you ruined hiring for me because you were the first person I hired. And then everyone after that, I was like, eh, they're not as good as Leanne until I found you know the rest of the people here on the team. Um, but it was like a rough patch there. Where I was like, man, I can't find someone as good as Leanne. So you basically ruined it for me. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So let's get into um, talking about strategy. So, you know, in our work together, we developed this copy stocking strategy. So I want to talk a little bit about 
how that came about. Talk to us about how we started developing this copy stocking strategy. Actually, if I remember correctly, you came up with the name copy stocking, and I thought that was so interesting. But basically, it started with um, this one client. We have the Life Coach School of Brooke Castillo. And so when I started this in 2016, when we started with our clients, and so there wasn't really a lot of resources out there. No one was getting social media managers. Like, it's unheard of. Like, every time I would say I'm a social media manager, people would say, what's that? Like, what do you do? So it was really starting from scratch. And when we started this, we had, we'd basically create content from scratch. That's it, like captions, everything. But when we started with Life Coach School, one thing that we realized is since Brooke had the podcast, there was just so much content in there. And a lot of times, um, sometimes like brands or, you know, like if you have a business and you have your own social media for your business, sometimes you don't realize that we can always mine golden nuggets from the content that we already previously produced. You know, we always think like we want to keep it fresh. We can, like if you have like a podcast, a blog or any live videos that you do, you can turn that into content for, you know, like the next months or so. So basically, that's what happened with Life Coach School is that we repurposed like everything in the podcast. Yeah. And so what we would do is we'd take out like impact statements from what, you know, like what was the episode about and use this impact statements and turn it into posts. So that's really the start of it. And then like Andrea, when she started like basically using it as a process and like applying it to like how we work, she came up with a copy stocking term and that's like how it came about. Yes. And as they say, the rest is history. Yeah. But that is how it started. It's, you know, especially for the social media managers listening, I want to emphasize that we changed the way that we were working because of a client. And I think that there's this flexibility that's needed, especially when it comes to social media that we got a client, we couldn't really nail down the voice. And then we developed this copy stocking framework that essentially used the client's own words to create social media posts, right? That means extra work. So listening to podcasts, reading through transcripts, reading blogs, watching live streams. Um, but it, it essentially produces better content for our clients. So instead of you know creating content from scratch and from our own brains or maybe something that we Google, we're leaning on the exact words that the client uses to describe the offers. So talk to me a little bit about how you build this into a post because it's not really just you know copying a transcript and pasting it into a post. What is that process like for you? So for me personally, um, the way we work is we usually create like a week a week's worth of content. So it's just planning, basically, like what do you want to do for that week? If you have like maybe a theme, it depends again on, you know, like um, how you do it. Let's say for that week, let's talk about imposter syndrome. So you go search for any topics on imposter syndrome that you've previously done, that the client has previously, you know, like talked about in a blog, in a podcast, go through the transcript, listen to the podcast, and just mine that content, you know, for like the golden nuggets, whatever, like impact statements are in there. And the most important thing, though, is you're not copy and pasting. You want to make clear 
here because obviously like it's a different format when it is in a podcast or a blog it's a totally different format and when you take that into a post you're basically turning that into a different format again so make sure that it's still something that would be easily consumable as a social media post you know so you have to really curate it like how do i present this graphics caption intro what's the hook you know so you really have to think about all those things when you get from your resources is to make sure that you're not just copy and pasting you make sure that it's easily consumable for a social media post yes and i love that you mentioned some of the key things there with impact statements having a hook um, you know, telling a story in that caption, it goes way beyond copying, pasting. It, it does take more time, like I said, but the end result is so much better. And we've gotten so many referral clients from this process as well. So it's definitely worth it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about how this process has evolved. Because when we first started, it was kind of just you and I talking about it with the Life Coach School, but we brought it to the rest of our team. So what's one of the ways that we make sure the whole team knows this copy stocking process. We actually have a document, um, a copy stocking document. And so in there, so each social media manager has to fill up this document when we onboard the client. So basically, when we do research, when it's our first time really getting to know the client, looking at the website, looking at the podcast episode, to basically list down where can you get the resources? Like, does she have a podcast? Does she have a blog? Does she have previous posts or Instagram lives that we can use? So we list what are the resources. And then, like, pick out what words does she use, we use, you know, like words that stick out, like the terms, the phrases, catchphrases, anything that sticks out. That's part of her branding. So we usually take down. There's several categories in, in this document. So we have like key phrases, how a client describes success, how a client describes challenges, you know, all of those different categories, like possible quotes, you know, things like that. So we fill that up. Every social media manager fills it up, the account managers, and then we go from there. It's a living document, basically. So we just add on to it. If we see something that, you know, we haven't encountered before when we started with the project, then we just add to it. Or maybe there are times when the client would say, you know, this phrase doesn't really resonate with me anymore. So we take that out. Yes. I love that you mentioned too that it's a living document. We're not writing this in stone. We work on it consistently editing it. And this is one of the ways that we service our clients. So thank you so much, Leanne, for bringing this knowledge to us today. This has been amazing. Any final thoughts or words before I let you go? I would just like to say to everyone there who's a social media manager or trying to be a social media manager, don't overthink it. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be fun. I know it's a lot of work, but it's supposed to be fun. And, you know, a lot of the times the things that work are really things that you didn't expect to work. Like, just have fun. Just observe. Because a lot of times, if you just observe things, that's where you really get, oh, this thing works. You know, like, I could do this. I could apply this. I've noticed that this. So just have fun with social media, basically. Don't get too stressed out. <laughs> Yes. Wise words. Have fun. It's supposed to be fun. Thank you so much, Leanne. Uh, okay. Next up, I'm going to bring Katie to the mic for those of you listening. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. 
Yes. I'm excited to chat with you because you've been here for a long time too. When did you start with the company? It was January 2017. So it's going on five years. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize how close together you and Leanne were actually until just this moment. So (laughs) um, going on five years. Wow. Amazing. And where do you live again? I live in East Tennessee in the U.S. So global team. Love it. Um, all right. So let, like we talked about this kind of preparation stage with Leanne and doing the copy stocking and preparing the brand voice for the client. I want to talk a little bit about building out the strategies and actually implementing our social media strategy with the clients. So talk to us about some of the things we do before we work with the client, some of the research and some of the things that we look for when we are bringing on a client for the first time? Yeah. So whenever we start working with a client, they fill out an intake form, which pretty much tells us exactly who they are, where they are in their social media starting out, if they already have a following, if they need to start from scratch. And then we kind of go through the three W's, which is like who, who do they help, who their target audience is, what do they offer, Do they have a podcast, a blog, a product, whatever that is for them? And then why they're doing what they're doing. Knowing that why is super important because it's a huge part of getting that connection on social media to their target audience. We also want to know what success looks like for them. What are they hoping to get out of social media? Because it's not the same for everybody. Everybody does something different. And then we take everything we learn from them and we build out that strategy of how we want to post, where our focus is going to be, um, what type of content we need from them. Um, because that's, if they have a podcast, we need to see where that's being put out. We need to get all that information, what all their branding elements are, get all that stuff for our graphic designer to create, just making sure we have all the things we need to build out everything we create for the client. Yeah. And honestly, all this process takes some time. I want to emphasize that. Like, whenever we're doing this, like, initial phase with clients, we spread it out over about seven to 10 days. And it probably takes the team collectively between 15 to 20 hours to do this. And this includes the copy stocking process that Leanne talked about. um, And then all of the things that Katie just mentioned researching getting the branding together, working with the graphic designers, checking out their podcasts. like We go deep into all of that. And then we build out the strategy. So talking about the strategy, I typically put these together. But I want to talk a little bit about how we populate this into Airtable and what it looks like. Like, What's the balance of posts? How do we make sure that what we outline with the client is actually happening on any given week or any given month? Right. So Airtable is our hub for everything. We have a special like client overview section that has all the information you need to know. So it has down to their handles for social media to everything from the intake form. We put that right there. So it's easy to view and review anytime. Any links, mostly to Google documents or Google drives, folders, all of that stuff. So it's just, it's their hub. It's where everything is. And then we also create kind of a scheduling guide for the types of posts we want to share to their audience. And that's based on what their strategy is, what success is for them. So if they want to showcase uh, some of the work that they do, we want to filter that in, promote their podcast or their blog, we'll add that in. We use the five pillars of content 
for how we share, this is for everything we do in the agency, is we want to make sure that everything's balanced. It's five pillars are promotional, educational, engaging, entertaining, and community. And that kind of gives a nice mix where it's not like we're always promoting content because our audience doesn't always want to see that. They might want to see like a funny meme associated with whoever the client is. Like if they're a skincare brand, like something funny about skincare or something like that, they want to see a little bit of diversification with their posts in the feed. Um, So coming up with that sort of outline, which can change, like we talked about with the copy stocking guide, it's a bit of a living plan that we can update as needed. Like if there's a launch coming up, that might be more heavily promoted than, you know, a regular week. So we have that all laid out in Airtable. So we use it as a guide when we are preparing posts for a week, which we do a week at a time, but sometimes we work ahead. So it's more of our guide. Yes, I love that. And again, the living document lives here as well. We None of this is written in stone, but we do want to have that balance. And what I'll do in the show notes is I'll link to, I know there's podcast episodes and actually the free course. We talk about the five pillars of content as well. So if you haven't checked out that strategy, that's a simplified version of what we do for our clients. And it's an, a really effective strategy for any social media platform for making sure that you do have that healthy balance. Um, And then I want to talk a little bit about how we measure success. So let's say we've been posting and posting. Um, How do we know if everything is working? So we review what we're doing on a monthly basis for our clients. So we take a look at their numbers from followers, engagement, website clicks, all of that information, and we compile it into a report that we share with our clients. But this is also great information for us because we can see how well the posts are doing and if some things need to be changed. For example, um, we have a client, they're a production agency. A lot of what they share is previous work that they've done. So we're doing a lot of videos, images, behind the scenes, but we do a few text-based posts like carousels or infographics And last month I was looking at the reports and those posts, they weren't getting a lot of engagement on them in terms of likes or comments. But as I continued looking, those were the posts that got a lot of profile visits or website visits. So while, you know, on the outside looking in, you're like, well, maybe these posts aren't performing well, but if you look at different metrics, they are. So that's something that you want to be able to look and see, like, how is this doing? How well is it doing? Are we seeing any results? If you're posting content and it's just not getting engagement week over week or month over month, there's just no increase. You might want to take a look at, well, is there something that we could improve? We had this with a client as well, where we were just not seeing growth. So we tried to come up with different strategies on how we could update the images. So working with our graphic designer to figure out how we can make these updates, seeing how we could use more of the new features on Instagram, for example, like Reels or IGTV just figuring out ways that you can improve things as needed. And there's always room for improvement. Even if things are going well, you might think, well, this post is doing awesome. We should do more posts like that. And it's just every month looking at those numbers, looking at the posts and just seeing how you can expand on it. Yeah. And when it definitely when we um, do our reports, we're always looking for improvements. We don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> we obviously tell a story. Um, and we want to dig deeper. But if something's not working, we put that in the report. Hey, this isn't working. And here's what we're going to do to fix it. So 
I love that. Any final thoughts or words for those listening? One thing that I want to share is that there's a lot of information about what you should be doing on social media, but it's not a one size fits all. Every business is different. What success looks like for your business might look different than somebody else's. So I see all the time that everybody's like, you need to be posting three times a day on TikTok. But if you're a small business, that's not going to work for you. That's just not in your path. So try to figure out what's going to work best for you without overextending yourself in what you're doing, especially as a small business. You have so much going on. Three posts a day on TikTok is not feasible. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling panic even at the thought of posting three times a day on TikTok. That's a lot of content. Um, I don't know who has that kind of time, but I don't. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, Katie. This has been great. Thank you. All right. Wow. So much knowledge. I hope y'all are taking notes because next up we have Diodi. I'm going to bring her up on the mic. Diodi, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me, Andrea. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, When did you start with the company? I started in August 2017. Um, But collectively, I've been here for about two and a half years. Yes. Yes. And I love it. I love to see it. Man, time is flying by. Um, Okay. So always also mention your accent here because I think it's super cool. Where do you (laughs) live in the world? I am just outside Johannesburg in South Africa. Yes. Global team. Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, And one of the things I want to talk to you about actually stemmed from a comment that a client said recently where she called you a magical witch in a good way, in a good way. Because of the communication and this level of service that we bring to our clients. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Like, what do you think we're doing behind the scenes that delivers a, a really amazing service to our clients? Communication, um, it is so important. Um, I think, you know, what we do for our clients, besides the content and the strategy, is how we treat them and how we make them feel. Um, You say it a lot where, you know, our clients are people, they are insecure, and it's also part of our job to take care of that side of business, you know, that side of them, the emotional side, the side that stresses about things. And doing this, it's obviously increases the lifespan, you know, of your client. And from a business perspective, it's cheaper to keep a client than to get new clients. But then also you're building like an emotional or personal connection with them as well. You're you're building that relationship. And uh, we saw it recently as well, where we had a client and she wanted to launch a course she hired a launch team. So it really didn't have anything to do with our team, but the way we communicated, the way we handled, you know, everything, we made them feel included as well, because even though they weren't associated with us, they were part of our client's team. And um, later, like it was probably a year later, they approached Andrea and said they wanted to join the agency um, as our clients. So um, in terms of how we treat our clients, and how we communicate with them, just, you know, increasing that lifespan of our clients. It has so many benefits. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said about our clients are humans too, right? Like 
they have good days, they have not so great days. And it's just showing up for them through all of that and just being a support for them. And um, I also like what you said about being a, a personal connection with them, like building a relationship with them is so important. Um, and it's not something that we take lightly here because we want our clients to see that. So let's talk a little bit about how this shows up specifically. And I want to talk about some of the things that we do to help our clients. So can you tell us one or two things that we do, um, like specific examples of how we support them on an ongoing basis? Um, How we support them on an ongoing basis is we do regular meetings, we prepare agendas, we keep them updated, uh, like with Instagram, when they changed, uh, when they announced that they're going to change from like a picture sharing platform to like more video focused to compete with TikTok, you know, we share those updates, but not only like, you know, hey, this is going to change. We give actionable steps as well. You know, this is what we plan to do from our side. You know, this is kind of what we expect from you as well. You know, we, we have to get the content from them. So we don't just, we keep them in the loop with everything, but we also offer solutions. If anything's missing in their customer journey, we fill in those gaps as well. Most recently, a client, um, the majority of their business were like a word of mouth type of setup. And for us from a social media point, you know, we can't just post random things out there. We have to have a goal. And when they don't have a complete funnel set up, it makes it harder for us to reach those goals. Um, so we kind of help them piece that together, um, working our client funnel. If they're launching, you know, we'll kind of build out a launch plan for them so they know what to do. So we never want to share information, give stuff out, and then not have a solution for them because they don't know the side of the business. That's why they have us. So we're kind of there to, you know, give actionable steps. Even if we can't do something, we can guide them or, you know, point them in the right direction and kind of have all of that sorted out. So we have a fluid journey for them. Yes. And we do try to make it as easy as possible for our clients as well, which I love that you hit on those points. You know, when we have a meeting, we send an agenda. Um, When we are seeing updates on social media, we bring those to our clients and provide solutions for them. Um, So we really want to maintain that relationship with them. You know, sometimes it's not always great though. I do want to talk a little bit about that because as much as like we paint the rainbow picture of here's how we want to work, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. And I know specifically um, some of our clients um, with video, especially if we ask for an Instagram reel, they go, I don't know what to say or I don't know what to do. So what do we do in those instances? We get the magical unicorn clients where we just kind of send them the link and be like, hey, this is a cool trend and they'll just do it. And that's magical. But then the clients who, I don't know, if they're shy or maybe they're just not, you know, in a creative space, we had to learn to write scripts for them. And it always feels like you're a little bit of a director or producer where you're like, okay, well, here's the link. So you know, you know what we're looking for. This is the example. And then we kind of write it out for them. You know, when this lyric comes up, you're going to say this or between one and five seconds, say this and then turn around. And, you know, so we kind of direct them on what to do. And um, it's been interesting. I mean, we do want to make it as easy as possible for them. But it's, it was a whole new skill set that we had to learn. But yeah, it's it's fun and it's definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it is a different skill set, right? It's 
showing up for our clients in a different way um, and just really trying to make it easy for them and doing what we can because it's not always great too. We have those clients where we ask for something and it comes right away. And then we have those clients where we know we need to give them a lot of time, right? Yeah. (laughs) I had to learn to do the (laughs) follow-up. Oh, yes. Oh, talk to me about the (laughs) follow-up. So some clients, we send stuff, you know, we, we get the feedback, we get what we need. Some clients, they need some, you know, a little bit of a nudge. And um, as a yes woman, it took some time for me to learn how to follow up. I used to be really scared that I'm pushing them. But sometimes it's just important to check in at a regular basis and just remind them of things that are outstanding, things that we're waiting for. And we do it in a nice way. So I don't feel like we're pushing them anymore, (laughs) but they need it. Some clients do. Yeah. They really do. They really need it. Um, And so we follow (laughs) up with them sometimes ad nauseum, but we do what we have to do to basically to work together. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Y'all, I hope you're taking notes because this episode had so much amazing behind the scenes, nitty gritty of how we run the agency. So whether you're a social media manager or you are doing this for yourself, I hope you took away some valuable golden nuggets, some valuable tidbits that you can take and apply to your business today. If you want to connect with us further, I'm going to put our social links down below. You can also check out my whole team at the about page on onlinedrea.com slash about if you want to see who everyone is. Uh, But thanks again for listening to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. Make sure you're following us on all of the apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It really helps support the show. We've been in the top 100 uh, marketing podcasts uh, for over two years now. And that's because of you, dear listeners. So thank you so much for your support in listening to the show. Next week, oh, I have a super secret episode that I can't quite tell you about just yet, but it's going to be amazing. Just a little hint we're diving deep into numbers and like not in a boring way. It's going to be fun. That's all I can say for now. Make sure you tune in next week for that episode. With that, thank you so much for listening to the show. Bye for now.